guys how's it going thank you for joining me for well i guess you'd call this a holiday edition of cut the crap we're going to cover a little bit of history and how history affects every one of us after the program i will jump over to locals where we can chat further about things going on you know there's been some findings in other countries regarding smartmatic and elections we can talk about that if you want do me a favor share this program It'll be an interesting one, um, but we're going to talk a bit theology, history, atonement, the Sabbath, Sabbath, etc. 
it's something that everybody should know about. I feel every faith, people, history in the world should know about other people's history and faith. But anyway, just remember, as soon as I finish today's program, I will jump over to local. We'll have an interesting run today. It'll be fun. Hang tight. Let's get ready and begin today's program. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now, he's here to help you learn to fight for America culture, race, and American politics. They all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the program, Cut the Crap. Crap is merely an acronym that stands for culture, race, and American politics. Today, we're going to be talking about, kind of, kind of think of educational history, we're going to be talking about the Sabbath of Sabbaths and American Atonement. I'm going to give you a history lesson because as all of us are living history, which will be talked about for a thousand years, do you realize that right now, every one of us together is living history that probably for the rest of time, a thousand plus years, this day and time we're living in will be talked about. It's monumental. And that's the context of the program today. Today is Yom Kippur, if you're of Jewish faith, which is the most Sabbath of all Sabbaths. It's the day that around the globe, many Jews flock to the synagogue. I'm going to give you the history of that. Let me give you something real quick, though. You know how we have the CB distillery folks in the program. And CB distillery, my 90-year-old father, I, I was never interested in CBD products. My father was having some issues multiple surgeries, repairing his knee. Now he's 90, still has a few bit of pain problems. So he has this CBD relief stick from these folks. You're going to want to write this down real quick. Get ready. What's going on right now is CB Distillery is having a liquidation cell. It is three days. That's it. Three days. It's a liquidation cell. So cbdistillery.com is having a huge liquidation cell, and only Rumble fans get this exclusive offer. That's because your promo code is Rumble. Now you can get up to 60% off of everything. 
when you use the promo code RUMBLE. Choose from a range of carefully formulated CBD and other plant-based solutions for relaxation, stress, sleep, pain after physical activity, even if you want to improve your mood and focus. The folks at CB Distillery extract healing plant compounds and vital nutrients for your whole body. No artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, sweeteners, just 100% clean ingredients. This is a liquidation event. Don't miss this liquidation sale. Get up to 60% off of your order. Visit cbdistillery.com and enter your promo code, which is RUMBLE for this one. That's cbdistillery.com. Enter promo code RUMBLE, cbdistillery.com. By the way, not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. So mark that down. Kind of a bonus for you today. Um, Part of what we're going to do today, this is my pedigree. I know that sounds really weird. These two books contain my family pedigree. So this is technically from my children backwards over 2,000 years right here. History is one thing that's exceptionally important to me and understanding where we come from. What do we do? By the way, I'm not doing my radio program today. It's kind of too visual driven. But today is Yom Kippur. And I want to kind of give you some of that background. Let me just address something real quick. Uh, Here's Moses, the real Moses. And some of you may have uh, never seen this particular statue of Moses, but you you might notice the myth that Moses has horns. You ever notice that? Jewish Messiah with horns. You ever got that where, quote unquote, Jews have horns? That's where that myth came from. Let me show you something real quick, because I, I find it very interesting. Let me just share my screen with you. Here we sit in 2023. And I posted yesterday, right? I posted yesterday because it started at sundown. So you notice when it came across your computer at sundown, I posted basically a Yom Kippur wish for you. This is my Twitter live at, at the moment. So I posted this Yom Kippur tweet. And Yom Kippur starts at sundown one evening, goes to sundown today. But look at this person's response to it. Marcellus Wallace. I think it's fine, fine, very interesting. Marcellus Wallace. Here we are in 2023, and this person online to a wish for Yom Kippur, post a thug, right? Post a thug spitting. I find that interesting. I wrote him, I said, interesting post, spitting. Why follow me in my work then? Really? Anti-Semitic much? It still goes on today. It's re- it's just really odd that uh, people react this way. And I would say most of it is because 
so few people really know history. And that's why I started off with this photo. This is where it's a very well-known piece of statuary. This is where people in later days, right? Have this thing that Jews have horns. <laughs> I can attest to the fact that as a Jew, I'm very horny, but I don't have horns, right? <laughs> where it comes from, where people not understanding their theology. Do you remember uh, the stuff last year, year and a half ago, when General Flynn said seven rays of light? Well, that's the ignorance of people not understanding, because where it comes from is in biblical times throughout, when they would basically explain that someone had a connection with God, as you can see in this later woodcut, and you it's not rays of light emanating from Moses's head. It is God anointing and communicating with Moses. And of course, you can't have those be out there in perpetuity in a carving. So in this particular piece of statuary here, as you see Moses holding the commandments in Hebrew, it basically does stand for those rays of light, but it literally means communicating with God, right? <laughs> I don't know. I only got one horn. Anyway. <laughs> so when you see people that are ignorant of history, ignorant of theology or stuff, you you get really wonky misinterpretations of, of some of this stuff over time. And even today, in 2023, 2022, you have you have people that still have have no idea, right? No idea of their history. <laughs> it I was just reading a comment on on rumble just to make sure i understand somebody wrote it's the jews um sorry let me i'll show you this this was this was what i was looking at because i was and any anyway trying to discern content of okay what what's this person uh posting <laughs> at the moment oh well where the hell is it i don't think that's it is it no that's not it well where the hell to go hang on oh there it is sorry my fault um, maybe I haven't had enough coffee. Here it is. I was looking at this statement thinking, what's that statement? Anyway, he wrote, it's the Jews has become a scapegoat for those not smart enough to discern truth. Just like flat earth, both psyops to control weak minds. It's, it's the Jews. Anyway, today is Yom Kemper. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or Church of Christ or Pentecostal or Muslim, it doesn't matter. I think it's very important that you understand where this comes from, right? Where this comes from throughout history. Uh, because there's some really uh, interesting 
facts you should know. I mean, no, I'm not going to wave a chicken over your head. Yes, chickens are waved over your head. I'll explain it in a minute. You shall be chicken head. You shall be chicken head. I'll tell you what that is. <laughs> if, uh, if you're interested, so you understand where that where that comes from, right? Um, but we all share a collective history. Most people don't know it, but we all share a collective history together because we're all in this together. And I think people over time forget it. And I know that's one of the things that we have a problem with at the moment is people have no idea where all of us come from and how all of us are tied together and what it means to, you know, every one of us. Whether you like it or not, we are tied together, right? And if we can't understand each other, how can we ever not only thrive together, but fight this war together that's trying to take our culture? I'm going to share with you some depth back in my family, because I think so few people realize how close history is to us, right? We tend to think of things like World War II just being so long ago, yet my mother came so very close to being taken out in a bombing in, you know, Berlin. And so that's very close as I sit here discussing this with you. So let's kind of go back to a little bit in time and think about Moses coming down from Mount Sinai. And so what today is, is just the Day of Atonement. It's Yom Kippur, but Day of Atonement. And we'll talk about atonement in a minute. I just want to, I want you to think of the history steeped in this. This does not matter. I'm telling you right now, doesn't matter if you're a Baptist, Pentecostal, whatever, you need to understand this because all of us at some time or another, need to make atonement. Technically, according to Jewish theology, I'm being a bad boy right now because I'm actually, I guess you could call it working on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to. But I think it's far more important in the very volatile world we live in at the moment that as many of us as possible understand we're in this together and we're in a battle. And by the way, very few battles take time off for a holiday. So that's why I'm, I struggled with it. Would I, would I broadcast today or not? But that's why, you know, cause what we're living with right, right now and, and what's happened to our country, you, you can bet we all need to atone for cause we got what we got because of what we did. So it's the Day of Atonement. It, in, in Judaism, it's considered the very most important holiday of all, right? And it basically marks what 
the end of what's called the 10 days of all period of introspection and repentance that follows Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, by the way. And it's on Yom Kippur, that's today. And, and just think of this thought. You don't have to be too to think of it, but think of this thought. It's the day of the year that God decides your fate. The day of the year that God decides your fate. During this time, Jews are encouraged to make amend, ask for forgiveness for sins committed over the last uh, year. It's a 25-hour fast, by the way. It's a special religious service. And so it's the High Holy Days. So it basically began yesterday evening, sundown, wraps today at sundown. Here's where the tradition comes from. And by the way, I think atonement and repenting put all politics aside. Could you ever go wrong for repenting? Could you ever go wrong for atonement? Could you ever go wrong for just kind of taking a moment to think, how did we get here? How do we have a nation that supports our little boys becoming little girls? Kind of sounds like something Moses encountered when he came down from the mountain, right? How did we get to the point that our little girls could have their breasts lopped off and now they're boys? I've always told you this is a spiritual world. This is a this is a biblical time in history. Right now, this is a biblical time in history we're living. So what happened is, you know, Yom Kippur first took place as the Israelites exodus from Europe and the arrival at Mount Sinai. It's important for you to understand in, in Jewish history, Moses was the Messiah. Messiah is the one who would bring, it has a little definition, the one who would bring the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to the world. And at the time, was that it? Yes, it was Moses. Moses was the Messiah at the time that led the Jewish people out of Egypt. And we arrived at Mount Sinai, and that's where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. So as you look at this photo and think of it as Mount Sinai, when Moses descended the mountain, the people were worshiping a golden calf. And that's when Moses shattered the tablets in anger because the Israelites atoned for a right atoned for their idolatry. God forgave their sins and offered Moses a second set. But I want you to understand that. Moses, in order to commune with God, went on Mount Sinai. That's where Mount Sinai, the burning bush, you've heard the story, Ten Commandments, but comes back and finds his people and their actions, their word, their art, etc., worshiping the golden calf. Many, many meanings in that. 
it was ball, by the way. That's where the calf stands for it. But when you think about our society right now, what is our society inadvertently worshiping with social media, influencers, Hollywood, movies, etc.? We're back doing the same thing. We're back doing exactly the same thing. You also need to understand on this day, it's the only day that the high priest could enter the inner sanctum of the holy temple in Jerusalem. A little bit from a history standpoint on me, in Judaism, <laughs> again, it's one of these misunderstood things. When you see me write God, and I put it out there in a post, you'll see G hyphen D. And invariably, there's a, a Christian that will say, what, you don't believe in God? You can't even write the name right? Are you mocking God? And it's because people don't understand history. In Judaism, when you even write God's name, Elohim, whichever version you write, El Shaddai, whatever, because of what's called Baruch Hashem, you know, blessed is his name, even when you write God on a piece of paper, that paper becomes holy because you have invoked the name of God. And so in Judaism, part of why we know so much history, and people don't understand this, is in Judaism, when you write these things down, when you write prayers down, you can never throw that piece of paper away. Most people have no idea, right? You can never, ever, ever throw that piece of paper away because you were would then be discarding something you invoked as godly. Yes, I understood. But you understand? You would have invoked the name of God to only discard it. That's how it is in Judaism. And so all throughout Judaism, Many, 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 many storehouses of text have always been found that recount all of our collective history because those papers always talked about God and could not be thrown away. Now, if you understand to write the name of God and then to take the name of God, even just writing it and throw it away and throw it away would be to sin. Do you understand that? To write the name of God and to even throw it away would be a sin. So when you see me in person, you will notice this on my arm, which is the name of God. Which is my reminder to me and my commitment to God to what? The gifts he gave me to not throw it away. 
and in a world that can get very tough, very mean, very brutal, this is my reminder, don't throw it away. Period. Don't throw it away. So going back to understanding what Yom Kippur has to do with, see, and the fact that the priests, the rabbis, could only enter the sanctum on the holy temple in Jerusalem on this one day, right? Only, because it's the Sabbath of Sabbaths. This is when the Koaim, which is where you have the name Kohen. If you are a Kohen throughout history, you are a Koahim from Aaron. And those were always the priests. And so when they would go into the Holy of Holy, this is where the priests would perform a series of rituals, sprinkle blood of the sacrificed animals on the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the Ten Commandments. And it's through this complex ceremony that priests, Jewish people, would ask for atonement, ask God's forgiveness on the behalf of the people of Israel. That tradition going into the Holy of Holies is said to have continued until the destruction of the Roman temple by 70 AD, and then it became adapted uh, for the rabbis, etc., to do it by the priests. Now, this is where you need also, again, to understand history and understand why I fight my fight and I bring to you what I do. And this is my personal opinion. You don't have to agree with it. But let me give you a little bit of history. Through the works of Josephus, which I have many of his ancient texts, I'm a big collector of, of the books, have them back even in the or original Hebrew, many handwritten texts. This is where we understand what happened to the Jewish people over time. But in 70 AD, the temple was destroyed. Now, you have come to know that to this day as what? The Wailing Wall. Remember when President Trump went to Israel and they stand in front of the big wall, the big blocks, and slide the little prayer in and say prayer? You know, it's the Wailing Wall. And why is it called the Wailing Wall? Most people don't know this. It's called the Wailing Wall because that is all that is left of the Jewish sacred temple, that one wall. That's it. That's all that goes back through time. And therefore, you stand at the wall, and you wail for what you have lost, biblically and otherwise, right? Through wars and conquering. Now, if you have never been to Israel, and if you were looking at the Wailing Wall and where the Holies of Holies was the temple was up on top is no longer the jewish temple on top is the mosque so when 
the temple was destroyed by invaders. They built a mosque over the Holy of Holies, which is a sign of domination. It's already, it's been that way. This, this is why there was so much controversy of people that wanted to build a mosque over the sign, you know, the place where the towers went down. It, it, it's kind of that practice. For me, for me, the perfection of the delivery of the third temple is, in my mind, in my theology, in my work, I tell you it is my belief that, and it's why you hear America, the shining city on the hill, that's a reference to the temple. I believe that America, the United States of America, is the perfection, the perfection of the rebuilding of the third temple. You have no requirement to believe that, but everything and all my history and everything else, and you have to understand when we built our country, we were a country with no funding. We were a country with no funding. But yet somehow we defeated the single largest, most well-funded, well-trained army in the world. So part of why I fight so hard for this is I believe that what you've come to know as the United States of America is the rebuilding of the third temple that make you a Jew. It's what it stands for. It's what it stands for. No, America is not the new Babylon. America is the third temple. But what has happened to the United States of America, which is what happened through ancient time, the what you've come to know as Babylon, right, has encroached once again. And I don't mean that in the Muslim sense. I just mean that in the disarray, chaos sense, right? Okay, so let's go back to why Yom Kippur is needed. And so this service has always now been adapted since 70 AD for rabbis, their congregations, and individual synagogue. And you have to understand, which I'll cover in a minute in my family, you get your Judaism from your mother, not from your father, from your mother. And in the context, I mean America is the realization of the third temple, the perfection of freedom, liberty, etc. Why the whole world wants to emulate us and destroy us at the same time. That's how godly I believe in the sense of the founding of America. We've become ungodly, but in the founding of America, what it stood for and what it stands for and how it's changed the whole world and is the only shining example of it, I believe is directly related to that third temple. Now, for me, 
you have to understand for, for anybody who is Jewish, you get your Judaism from your mother, from your family's line, your matriarchal line throughout history. And that's your Jewish line. It comes down from your mother, not from your father's. Which does an interesting thing that I think most people don't think about ever. And I'll give you an example in my own life. Could you imagine if your mother was Jewish and devout? And let's say, like in my family, your father is Church of Christ. Started out Church of Christ, went Baptist, went back to Church of Christ. But let me just pose that question to you. Here are your two parents, the most important people in your life. They have their faith. Simple question for you. Ready? Who's right? Who's right? And most people don't think about that. And that's one of the things in Judaism people freak out about where you have Jewish people tend to marry Jewish people. It comes to that one simple conflict. Who's right? Your most precious father who you adore and is there to protect you or your most precious mother who you adore and is there to protect you. And when it comes to that discussion of God, one talking about God, one talking about Christ, who's right? I only tell you that because it may help some of you understand some very simple moral principles that we tend to overlook in today's society is one, why maybe some cultures do certain things, and it's to attempt to perfect their faith and raise children that are perfected in the faith and faith and faithful and not already conflicted. Get it? Very simple concept. Not, it's not about snobbery. It's not, you know, about are Jewish women better looking than Gentile women or whatever the case may be. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the parent's role in raising the child. And of course, I completely believe, I completely believe, and am living proof that as you become an adult, you ultimately get to choose your faith. Ironically, everybody who's Christian actually is comprised of both faiths. It's Judeo-Christian. That's why the Judeo part, the Torah, is the Old Testament, and then you have the New Testament, but most people forget that, right? And so it's an interesting thing these days that we have forgotten in society because not much weight has been given to your faithful life. is what it does to your children. And as you can see, as faith became de minimis, 
look at what a lot of our children and grandchildren today accept. And now maybe you understand why there has always been an attack on faith and people of faith and having people practice their faith, etc. Because if you can bring a wedge in between practicing faith, there's so many connecting tentacles, right? Connecting tentacles that it can fed to, right? Most of the world, right? Most of the world can interact with other faiths and be no big deal. I was recently at a dinner sharing great, wonderful steaks at a table, sitting there with a wonderful Christian family, a wonderful Muslim person, and there I sit as a Jew. We're all there at the table saying grace. It's okay. And we forgot that, right? We forgot that throughout our history, period. And most people forget that Jewish and, or Jesus and all the disciples were Jews. But let's go back, because we're talking about atonement. And this is the whole thing, right? We're talking about atonement. Now, the 10 days of awe, and that's A-W-E, not awe, but awe, right? The ten days of awe is where God, according to Jewish tradition, judges all creatures during the ten days of awe. That's between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Deciding, get this, here's the heavy part of it, deciding whether they will live or die in the coming year. So in Judaism, this is the day, this is the culmination of the ten days of awe, where God decides for you, Will you live or will you die in this year? And so Jewish law teaches that God, and this is why, like, the commandments and everything, it's so important, that the names of the righteous, he, God inscribes the name of the righteous in the Book of Life and condemns the wicked to death on Rosh Hashanah. And people who fall between the two, two categories— have and tell Yom Kemper to perform Teshuvah, right, or repentance. As a result, Jews that uh, are observant consider Yom Kippur in the days leading up to it a time for prayer, good deeds, reflecting on past mistakes, and making amends with others. That's why it's considered the Sabbath of Sabbaths. Right? Now, this is probably the most strict of all, being the Sabbath of Sabbath, the most holy, is Jews refer from all, refrain from all kind of work, which is forbidden during this holiday. They participate in services on Yom Kippur, that's tonight. Some, uh, the synagogue attendance just soar, right? And you're supposed to, and this is apart from the sick, elderly, or women who have just given birth, but in Torah, in the Torah, uh, you abstain from eating and drinking between sundown on the evening before Yom Kippur and night far the next day. The fast is believed to cleanse the body and spirit, serving, not to serve as a punishment, by the way. Religious Jews will add additional restrictions on bathing, washing, using cosmetics, wearing leather shoes, and sexual relations. 
But this is Yom Kippur. And this is why you'll have such a great uh, breaking of the fast in the evening. Uh, it's when the shofar, the horn, is blown, right? So today is Yom Kippur. Now, the reason I even at all decided to cover it is because we're living history and all of our history is intermingled and we're all in this together, whether we like it or not. And we're all subject to prejudices, whether we like it or not. And my family, it was just, we didn't talk about my mother. We didn't talk about being Jewish and her faith. It just wasn't discussed. It was totally ignored. And in fact, even in my mother's family, it was ignored because, shamefully, the only thing that saved a very large part of my family from the Holocaust was the fact that they basically decided to serve the Nazi war machine. Many Jews did that to, in an attempt to save their families, especially when your family started dying around you, if you were highly qualified, right? My great-grandmother died in one of the German ghettos where they lop everybody together and starve you to death. That's the way it is. My own grandfather, who did that, who became a Nazi, his atonement for that was in order to help end the war, he began working for the Allies and helping them crack the codes, understand what was coming out of Berlin and stuff. And so he basically helped the Americans win the war. That was his atonement for the egregious sin, right, that he committed. Now, the, the only reason I bring that up is there are always things you will do to save your family. There are many people out there that were terrified by the pandemic and felt they were saving their family, participating in it, maybe getting shots, because they felt they were saving their family. Look back now, maybe not so much. Look back now, they're constantly going to worry about their children or them. Are they just going to drop over one day? And that's the system where the system can turn against you, which is interesting because as I told you in 2020, it was probably one of the best gifts we had ever been given to watch our elections go to hell. Our eyes became open. And as our eyes became open for the first time, maybe in modern history, we now see just how bad our government and our system and the things we think of have become 
And we now have a clear vision and understanding of how our own government packages, promotes, advertises, and pushes, pushes, pushes upon us fear. I think now most people can clearly, clearly see our government deals in fear. Our government deals in fabrication. Our government deals in deception. I don't think anybody since 2020 now looking back will ever look at the government or the medical system or anything the same. Will you? I know I won't. But see, in that is a gift. We either lose this war and history's rewritten, quote unquote, by the selected victors, and we all go down as evil conspiracy theorists. That's what's that's what's up, folks. It's almost like the Scarlet Letter, the book. Those were the guys that wore the red hats. That is literally what is at stake right now. I want you to just contemplate that for a moment. People said, what side of history will you come down on? We are living right now at a time that if evil wins, the future will hold a history that those people that were Christians or whatever were murderous zealots that wanted people to die who were different than them. That's why they basically tell the trans community, oh, they want to kill you. They just want to kill you for being that way. That is what is at stake. And they will identify conservatives as that. They, they're the, they wore the red hats. They would show up by the tens and tens of thousands for their, for their leader who they believed was a Messiah, making Donald Trump, get it? That is what is literally being decided right now. Right now as we live it. That's why I put on the banner in the program, a history lesson as we are all living history, which will be talked about for a thousand years. We are at that point in time that we are either going to be a people that are trying to preserve their way of life, trying to keep their godly connection, trying to protect their children, trying to protect, protect their simple things like freedom and freedom and food sovereignty, or the history books will write about those evil meat eaters. They knew when raising and eating meat would kill the planet, but they decided to kill the planet because they loved meat so much. Those people 
would get in cars, killing the environment, travel all across the country. When they knew it was killing the environment, they were still willing to do it. We had to save ourselves from all those evil people. We are at that moment in time. I know it sounds weird. We are at that moment in time. Right? Etc. Somebody commented in Rumble, Trump's not a messiah, he's a vessel. Let me, again, let's just give you a history lesson. Messiahs don't walk on water. Messiahs don't stick their finger in water and change it to wine. Messiahs don't spit on dust, make clay, put it on somebody's eyes, and make them see. That is not what Messiah means. A Messiah, Messiah, is the one who will help lead people to the one true God, that of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, the one true God. And if you look throughout history, Noah, Moses, etc., there are many messiahs. Don't confuse the modern transliteration convolution of what a messiah is. Okay? Right? Period. Don't 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 confuse what it means to be a messiah. That's a common modern mistake of a of a word that was co-opted from its original meaning and given a new meaning. It happens all the time. Many of you still smoke faggots. Yeah, meaning that's what they used to call a cigarette. Words sometimes get co-opted over time. Messiah is one of them, right? Messiah is one of them. But we're living at that time in history where the beautiful part of this, of awakening, is a return to godliness. A return to godliness, period. And somebody posted, a Messiah is a chosen one. You're right. A chosen one for that moment in time to help people, to lead people, and to bring people back to God. Not to become God, that mistransliteration of what a Messiah means, right? But words over time, change right guys i just can't focus right i gotta i gotta go out i'm gonna go to the bathroom smoke some faggots i just need a fag i i gotta get a fag in my mouth right now i'm just gonna i'm so stressed get it (laughs) words change over time Uh, yeah, think about that one. The Marble Man, boy, he sucked a lot of fags, didn't he? So just be aware, <laughs> words words change over time. It happens. And so why I even bring all of this up is because for a section of the world, today is a holy day. And just because it's a Jewish holy day doesn't mean it can't be a holy day for you. 
everybody should want to atone for all the sins they did the year before. So do you have to be Jewish to do it? No. Do you have to be Jewish today to reflect on, wow, what harm have I done over the last year? Or am I worthy? Or am I making the world a better place? Or or have I thought about God or my connection to God? Right? Have I... Have I done what I can do to, to lead or be an example or lead people to godliness? That's why I added the second line. Of American atonement. I can see a great need for all of us with no regard for our religion to attempt to atone for our sins. I can see a need for all of us to just to reflect How did we get here? How can we have schools teaching toddlers to explore anal sex? Or to empower teachers to have sexual discussions with children? How did we get here? And before we got here, there's all kinds of things that we just have to atone for. We have to recognize we did this. We're, we're a part of this. And so today, even though it's the fact that it's Yom Kippur, I'm saying it doesn't matter if you're Jewish. We all need to atone. We all need to kind of just... Step back for a moment. Think about our role in this. Think about, over time, the things we've done. And what has been the cause and effect over time in our great nation. And here we are in the name of trying to be kind and trying to be nice and trying to be accepting because we've allowed shame and fear. Oh, that's shameful. You got, you got to accept them. We've allowed shame and fear to drive us, but always behind that shame and fear was to undo the very fiber that made us a strong people. And that's why on this particular day of the year, I go back in time and I try to think of all my ancestors. So at the beginning of the program, I showed you in these two books right here are 2,000 years of my bloodline. Right here. 
2,000 years of my bloodline. And when it comes to times and days like this, I find it humbling sometimes. I'm going to flip to a few pages. I find it humbling sometimes just to ah, go back in time, even in my own history. To remember not only me, but where I come from, and those that came before me, and what did they stand for, right? What did they stand for, which is really interesting, right? What, what, what did... your ancestors what did your families what what did you what did they what did they stand for um etc where do your traditions come from like why is it we wave a chicken three times over the head if you're a traditional participant in yom kippur to transfer the sins to the chicken. True story. Man has mankind has always looked for absolution for their sins. Some may find it in a priest. Some may find it in a chicken. Does it make any one better than the other? No, because it is searching it out. And even knowing it needs to be done and dealing with it is what makes you the better person. You like Switzerland? Glorious Switzerland, this is what you're looking at. If we were to go back in my family to 1540, this is my 13th great-grandparents. My 13th great-grandparents. In this region of Switzerland, my grandfather was the governor. Shudi is the last name. Shudi, like Shudi, Shudi, T-S-C-H-U-D-I. Very famous Switzerland name. The name Shudi, T-S-C-H-U-D-I, goes back to the year 870. Most all of my family, and that line always held high political offices and distinguished positions abroad, including being royal guards. And so I look back on these things, and I look back where all of us, I mean, should he, should, should you go back in time and understand where you come from? Should you understand what my, my own family went through? just to survive what they had to survive during time to deal with what they had to deal with it at the time, etc. Because I can tell you going back to the 1500s, they sure had it a lot worse than we did 
and they fought hard and they had far less conveniences, but they fought to survive and raise their children. And here we are. And here we are. Every one of us. It's why you should know your background. And while this family line on the Switzerland side, before various lines merged in my family, the other side of the family was in their clans working to get everybody to hold fast. This goes back to 1415 in my family. Then Vigan Castle, that's where my 13th grandfather on the other side, great-grandfather on the other side was born. Little did they know their lives would intermingle. William Dub McLeod, the seventh chief of Clan McLeod, born and raised. And then Vigan Castle in the Iverness of Scotland. And ironically, what is their warrior spirit that they're known for, and this is the family shield, is to uh, hold fast, never give up, right? To never give up. Which I think about part of the way I'm wired is to just never give up and keep fighting. It's all through my bloodline. Am I, am I exercising my bloodline? Am I exercising my bloodline? If you want to go back even further for me, many of you know I've written and preserved the tales of history and lost cities and etc. I've written hundreds of books on the topic. I know that sounds weird. I hate saying it, but I have. Does that come from my ancestor? Does that one thing come from my ancestor? Saxo Grammaticus, the hero, to write the hero of the Danish people, ennobled by Absalom, the archbishop, to write the history of the, of the people and to preserve the history known as the warrior, believe it or not, interesting, the warrior writer. How much of these things in your past do you know? How much do you understand from your past that are passed down in what God gives us all, our DNA, that causes the stirring in you, but you don't know where it comes from? And why do I write so many books about history when my ancestors was one of the most important people preserving what was called the prehistory? and writing it, and making sure that it was kept. 
right? And on each side, on every side of of me and and what I do and what I stand for, I come from a, a line of warriors. Now, the only reason I say that is because sometimes I try to just understand for me, I, I just try to understand who in the hell am I? And what am I supposed to be doing? And am I and am I and I am I doing what God put me here to do, number one? But am am I also honoring my ancestors that made sure I got here? You ever thought about that? Your family fought and died just to make sure you could be here. Have you ever looked back of the 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 you know I can and it's one of the things I cherish of trying to collect and, and own in all my collections, which is why I'm such a bibliophile the very writings that come from the pens of the people and my family to understand why they were here and why were they considered warriors and why did they even take time to do it and why hold tight. And what's interesting is all of us come from this. You know that, right? Every every one of us has this in common. Every single one of us has this in common, but we're we're so disconnected from it. We're so disconnected from it that we don't understand it. We don't understand not only our faith and where our faith and our people come from, but what was sacrificed to make sure we got here because one of the things that I think have happened instead of you recognizing as by the way I went back uh, when I when I gave you Grammaticus, just so you understand, that is my 30th removed great-grandfather. 30th removed great-grandfather. But have you ever thought Just the very simple fact of, of how we've all become disconnected because every single one of us always make a joke about this. We have two things in common, absolutely two things in common. You know what they are? One, our ancestors fought like hell to survive horrible things so we could be here. And second, none of us were swallowed. Think about that. <laughs> we were supposed to be here. You and I. Oh, good. Some of y'all got that joke. They fought for us to be here and none of us were swallowed. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Now, the only reason I even cover this, especially on a day of atonement where God is deciding whether you live or die, whether you believe that or not, doesn't matter. But one thing I do know is God decided for you to be here during this time.
you being alive right now is by design. God saw fit that in this time we're going through in history, God saw fit that it was you that he wanted here. See, that's, I've always talked about the bitch of free will. (laughs) That's the bitch of free will. That's the bitch of free will. Sometimes we just don't realize, many people don't realize how divine the founding of the United States of America was. Most people forget that the founding of the United States of America and the reason it's worked and all the countries want to break down our doors and become part of our country is because we're the only country that came out of absolute oppression. And it was a country founded on absolute oppression must go away and you must be free to be who you are. You must be free to worship who you are. And if you're willing to bust your ass, you can have. I want you to think about that. If you're in the United States of America and and no offense to any of you guys that watch internationally, I know many of you do, you're important to this as well. But do you, Understand the divine nature of the United States of America. Being founded at a time, cleaving from England, when England was the most powerful force in the world, the most funded force in the world, the most warriors, soldiers, artillery, you name it, everything in the world. But we broke off from them and said, screw you. We'd rather die in the wilderness than be oppressed. And here we are. And even though a hundred years later, they would come to our shores because we were too successful. Yeah, we became too successful wanting to take it all back. And the people realized, no, go. You're not getting it back. We are free. Now, I know people will complain now, but we got this, we got that, we got race. Stop, clear your head for a moment. Just think about it. There's always nuances. We kicked the ass of the single most powerful, well-funded, largest, most trained military in the world, and we handed them their ass. That's what you come from. And after we handed them their ass, many of you, your ancestors says, I want a piece of that. And they got here as fast as they could. Many of you on your Irish side 
were sold as slaves and pushed off to this country as slaves, indentured servants. But you broke free and we became this country that everybody wants to emulate. Because we understood a few important things, freedom, liberty, and family, and God was very important to the mix. And look what we did. Look what we did. And now, if God's all-knowing, You were chosen to be here right now for this fight. Do you think God chooses people that can't cut it? Or does God choose the people to be in this stuff that he knows will make a difference? You ever thought about it? Many of you that the, the great Irish coming to America, including some of my ancestors, because it all got mixed over time. Meat, cheese, dairy, vegetables were taken from you. Were taken from you. For the rulers and the royal families. What you were allowed to keep because you couldn't own the land. What you were allowed to grow for your family was potatoes. That's it. You could feed your family potatoes. If you shot a deer, you were executed. Then, unfortunately, the potatoes caught a blight, caught a disease. And the potatoes started dying. Therefore, all the people started dying the great potato famine. Why many of you are here today. You are here because someone in your family did not die in the worst of possible conditions. And they survived. And it toughened them and they made it. None of you are here exclusively because somebody in your family was fat and happy and lazy. Do you realize that? I want you to think about that for a moment. People that were careless died off. People that were of not a strong fortitude died off people that didn't bust their ass and couldn't feed themselves died off people that couldn't defend themselves got killed off 
people that couldn't look in the face of adversity and starvation, and I got to start all over again, made it. And you're here as a direct result of that. People who endured some of the worst sicknesses, disease, dysentery, all kinds of nasty stuff, but survived it because they had the intestinal fortitude, constitutional fortitude in their body to do it, made sure you're here. People in the 1800s, when we were all clustered on the East Coast and the Tammany Halls of the world and truly corrupted politics that you would be murdered for, and they took your, they took your ballots and voted in your name and put in their mob bosses and gang leaders and stuff. Watch the movie Gangs of New York. You made it. We got through it. So my question to you is, what are you doing with that? Because thousands of people upline from you did everything they could to survive and made it so you could be here. So the question is, what are you doing with that? And then the next part of it, if I just go and erase all time and think of it as God, God saw fit to put you here. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Do you realize how special you are? And do you realize that the true secret to all survival is wanting it and fighting through it and standing up when you're needed? That's it. That is why it's hold fast, never give up. And that's the key. And that's why we're here. And in closing, the reason we're going through this battle is because all of these countries want what we have. And they could not defeat us intellectually. They could not defeat us ultimately militarily. They couldn't defeat us in production. They couldn't defeat us in innovation. They couldn't uh, defeat us in patents and figuring it all out. And so they just decided to do it a different way. Slowly, methodically, killing us from the inside. And now here we are. Because they knew they couldn't defeat us, but they knew they could cause us to defeat ourselves. And all they had to do was be patient and wait. 
And that's the backside of this, of when you become successful. When you have great things around you and you have wonderful sanitation and wonderful food and everything at your fingertips that you forget what it took to get you here. And when you forget everything it took to get here, you begin to take all of that for granted. And when you take it for granted and you do not consider it important anymore, the evil ones slip in and erode away your foundation. So happy Yom Kippur. History is repeating itself. We know where we are as a people. We know we're divinely inspired. But as we become grounded and come down off of our own mountain and we look around, we see all these people worshiping false gods, embracing disgusting acts, And that's why I just want you to realize you're the hero you've been waiting for. You're the cure to this sickness. You're the army you've been waiting for. It all comes down to people waking up to realize, yes, you are not only divine in being here, you are divinely inspired. God gave you the gifts to deal with this. We've done it historically over and over. You just have to accept that you, whether you believe it or not, are a chosen one. And God chose you to be here and fight to save the generations going forward. I love you all. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Bon Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. So guys, before I go, a couple of things. As I sit here and think about fasting... <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever fasted for 25 hours or one full day or whatever? I just thought about it for a moment. It's hard to fast, but hey, I'm now one belt loop, one quarter of the next, or not belt loop, belt hole, you know, my belt down because of lean. I see some of y'all said you got it. You tried it. You're on your first day. This stuff is awesome. I want you to know, I want you to let me know when, because you started taking, I think Therese said she's just got hers. I want to find out if it did, it's doing the same thing for you. My focus is amazing. 
forget the 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 weight loss part of it, right? My focus. And that's not even what this is. Something changed in my focus. Here it is. Don't forget uh, your lean, guys, because it's it's a limited time. So I want to make sure you you got to get a promo code going. Promo code Jovan15, right? Jovan15. And yes, I'm about to hop over to locals, but Jovan15. This stuff is pretty phenomenal. Consider it, right? And and the reason I say consider it is I, I didn't know about everybody taking their shots in their tummy. You know that tummy crap, right? You, do you know what I'm talking about? Everybody's taking that Ozampic, right? It's a shot in the belly, diabetics. Now they figured out it makes you lose weight and people are doing it, $1,500 a shot. The doctors here, Brickhouse Nutrition, decided did a great product, right? Why would you take those? injections but the reason they work is they lower glucose reduce fat they curb your appetite and i can tell you it's done an amazing thing to curb my appetite but it's done amazing stuff to my focus and so this is not for you if you got to lose five pounds or ten pounds this is really 20 pounds or more right so if your goal is to lose weight you're not into shots here it is it's called lean it's a supplement and it's about Turning fat burning into converting energy. Yes, they're teaching my body to eat itself. I know that sounds weird, but that's literally what's going on. That fat that you got stored, thinking of our ancestors, right? You live off your fat stores before you starve. It's turning it on. Something that got turned off by our diet and stuff. It's not cleaning it up and keeping us thin. Go back in history. We were so damn thin, it would look great. Look at us. Go back and look at us Americans on the beaches in the 70s, right? So it's turning on that. I can feel it. I know it's working. It's uh, helping me burn fat, converting it to energy. I have more energy. It reduces my appetite. So I'm losing weight. It's great. So I want to get you started 15% off. Free rush shipping. Yes, free rush shipping because you want to get started as soon as you can. Lean.com. Take lean.com. Take lean.com. Promo code Jovan15. Jovan15. Right? I, I wanted to make sure I do that because it was just, as I look at old photos, I realized none of us were pudgy look at kids on spring break now we're all a bunch of fat asses we did it to us in our diet so turn that fat burning machine that you've got in you on take lean.com and yes i am gonna hop over to i am gonna hop over to locals guys next we'll just kind of continue our chat but i want to make sure i covered that with you anyway y'all have a great day love you all right Take care. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program. It's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. 260 million of you shop here weekly. And did you know you spend about $1,400 each year? Two and a half million of you shop here daily. 
and you give them a thousand dollars each year combined that's a half a trillion dollars annually and you think it's the american way to shop think again your hard-earned money is being funneled to bad organizations the consumable products you buy well they're washing america down the drain think about where you spend your money folks we have to save america from socialism we need to make the woke go broke first things first and that's america first you need to follow the money you need to follow your money and make the woke go broke so i will show you how to save america from socialism go to make woke go broke dot click yes dot click make woke go broke dot click make woke go broke dot click and do it now jovan hutton pulitzer.locals.com is the only place a true patriot can stay informed free of charge without censorship over 18.5 million plays it's jovan hutton pulitzer it's absolutely a government triangulation they are literally putting mike lindell in the crosshairs they get to choose 250 ballots of their choosing now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happened. Even I had no idea how dirty they play this game of censorship until I lost my social media. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit JovanHuttonPulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. still looking good i'm still feeling good you know i've got all your my pillow products mattress topper bed sheets my pillows towels slippers blankets sleepwear dog whoa bed. whoa charles everyone now can get my pillow products at huge discounts at mypillow.com that's right now's the time to go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale we're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. 260 million of you shop here weekly. And did you know you spend about $1,400 each year? Two and a half million of you shop here daily. 
and you give them a thousand dollars each year combined that's a half a trillion dollars annually and you think it's the american way to shop think again your hard-earned money is being funneled to bad organizations the consumable products you buy well they're washing america down the drain think about where you spend your money folks we have to save america from socialism we need to make the woke go broke first things first and that's america first you need to follow the money you need to follow your money and make the woke go broke so i will show you how to save america from socialism go to make woke go broke dot click yes dot click make woke go broke dot click make woke go broke dot click and do it now you're an asshole asshole that's what you are when you say lumpy pillows, now you're an asshole. Visit mypillow.com. Lumpy pillows kiss my ass.